0: Welcome to the Crazy Drake Podcast Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Cracky, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast, folks. So this is me, my, me, myself, and I. And I, for those who are first-time listeners, know that or don't know that I was born with, with a disability. This is why I created the Crazy Drake Podcast Show. I wanted people to hear or understand my point of view or what it means to be disabled, or a person or a man that is not respected, or in my opinion, not being respected as a human being, and the obstacles that we have to go through as a person with a disability. Now, I usually have Ron with me, when we're talking about uh, disabilities and and the way that things just don't work out for us the way that we wanted it to. But today, we're going to talk about 9-11. And what does 9-11 mean to me? Let me tell you something. For all those 20-year-olds and those early 20-year-old kids who were born a couple of years before 2001 or a couple of years after or the year of 2001, it's a really strange time for anyone who's over 10 years old when 9-11 happened. And it's kind of one of those things that when I was a younger kid, I didn't know nothing about the Vietnam War I didn't know what it meant for soldiers or American people, uh, boycotting the war or or trying to escape to to Canada to not serve the, in 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 the Vietnam War. I didn't understand the true meaning of what these soldiers for the, for the Vietnam War or even the Korean War or even or even the civil rights movement in the, in, the, in the mid late 60s well, it started in 1955 technically and it went through it in 1968 69. But as a person who loves American history or just general history, this is our history this is my generation of history of 911 and a lot of and, and a lot of people, even a lot of young people They don't understand what Al-Qaeda Or terrorist attacks Or terrorists from the Middle East Or or what was going on in Kuwait During the Persian Gulf War And I remember the Persian Gulf War As I was in elementary school So when I was in elementary school We had the Persian Gulf War We sent soldiers to Iraq And it wasn't because we thought that uh, Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. It was basically based on the the, uh, the oil territory that, that Iraq and Kuwait and Saudi Arabia were all in a fiasco. Now, Kuwait is a smaller country in the Middle East, and to my understanding, Americans didn't like the idea, or the American government didn't like the idea that Kuwait was being bothered by other countries in the in the Middle East. And I think it's a lot of it has to do because we did more business with Kuwait. Don't quote me on that or not. But for 911 to happen, you go have a country like the like the like the United States. You try to take down Su- Saddam Hussein the first time with George H. Bush and it's kind of a win-win-loss situation we didn't really take him out of the office but we kind of made ourselves uh clear of the situation or we made ourselves present in iraq and i remember in elementary school it was a big thing and i didn't understand it and as you get older during during the during the time that we went attack uh, uh, Iraq or Saddam Hussein, and we took him down, or took the statues down, and we couldn't find him for like six months or a couple. Of, it was crazy. So that was the Iraqi war. And 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 we blame Saddam Hussein for having massive mass destruction, weapons of mass destruction, which is really just a another way of saying now we just want to Sudan Hussein out of office, but I remember vividly the way that we found him was like he was in a, like he was in a man-made hole in the dirt hasn't shaved for like four or five months. They take him out of that hole. Then they put him in prison and then, and then, at the time when the internet was actually very um um what could I say? you could put things on the internet that was not appropriate, and it would take the government a lot a lot more time to take it down. so Saddam so, Hussein got hung by the Iraqi government and it was actually filmed on a camera. And then you could find it on leak, leak.com or leak.org or some British uh, website of wars and destruction and things that every person in the world should not even have to go through life to watch someone's leg get blown off or Saddam Hussein getting hung on a on a rope. Because that was old school, Middle East criminal justice. You get judged or you go into the front of the court. You're profoundly already guilty. And it didn't matter if he was guilty or not. They were going to still hang him. And for 9-11, this is what you get. You get the early morning... I'm already at work. I'm at work by 6 o'clock in the morning going to MC Sports. And then as I'm going to break, no, I wasn't even going to break. I wanted to get into the bathroom. And then on the way back from the bathroom, I see the security guard with an old security guard TV with those tiny little things. And, and I asked him what's going on. And, and he said to me, he said to me, I think New York just got bombed because I don't know if he didn't or did not see the airplane crash into the, into the world trade centers the North and South buildings. But when I was walking by. I saw that and I just like what is going on and I know what it was so surreal it didn't seem real at all because that we were all at work and no and none of the managers or the owners or anybody said anything about about we being bombed by somebody and we didn't know who that somebody was so It was a very, very, like, I don't know if it was scary, but it was very disturbing. And I think the reason why it wasn't scary is because we've never had that type of threat before. But it wasn't like it was being spread out to other parts of the United States. So it wasn't like they were going from New York to Chicago to Chicago to wherever. But you got to understand, though, there were two planes. One plane hit the North Building, the North Trade Center. The other one uh, hit the South Trade Center. And then you had the Pentagon thing where a plane actually hit Pentagon or it crashed into the Pentagon. And there was another plane that was going straight to Washington, D.C., actually towards the White House. And then the story goes that a lot of the passengers figure out what, what was happening. And so what happened is that they barbarded the door where the hijackers took over the plane and and they locked themselves in there and then they were gonna fly right into right into the White House. So for for all these people they don't understand what what I mean by that what I mean by that is that there were hi- hijackers who were sitting in the, in, the, in in their airplane I mean in their plane themselves they organized it between all 14 of them so I think maybe three of each for each plane so in total there were four planes so they're probably two four six eight there were probably three or four per three or four per every plane that they hijacked. And and I didn't know There's No one I really know anything about what was going on until like eight months later the story that came out. That's like the real story. Like so however when you see the devastation, those two buildings and you see this almost like dirt, dust, chemically glass uh, 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 material that the towers, the North and South towers came down. And if you watch those films, if you watch those news clips on YouTube, it doesn't look real. It looks very fake. And you know what? It is real. And it did happen in the United States. And it was... I just didn't know. I just didn't understand what was going on, and I, man, it was horrible. And I tell you what, some people actually thought that George W. Bush did a phenomenal job when he went to Ground Zero, or the where the Wall, where the Wall Street, uh, where the trade centers were. So I guess, and some people think that that George W. Bush, as a president, improved twenty-five, thirty-five percent at the time, and took in taking charge of the situation. I don't. I can't tell you because, you know, it was difficult to. It was difficult to like George W. Bush because he was not a good per. He was not a good speaker in front of journalists and cameras and. He always looked confused. He would always stumble with his words. He would grin at times that you just like, what are you grinning at? And then comedians would come out and imitate him. And when you see someone like that and you see the towers go down and you see him at a a ground zero, you don't know what's going on because at the time Dick Cheney was the vice president. And Dick Cheney, and it's for a lot of Americans at the time. Dick Cheney and they just looked like they knew what they were doing. So they looked like they just looked like like they Dick Cheney and other people in the, with the president's cabinet. It looked like the cabinet knew more about the situation than the president of the United States. And what I mean by that is that they were hiding information from George W. Bush because some of us didn't think that he knew what he was talking about or knew how to address the problem or talk about the problem of being bombed by Al-Qaeda or bin, uh, Osama bin Laden or whatever. We didn't know. We just didn't know. And And it's amazing that it's amazing that in order for us to take Saddam Hussein down, we had to create a story that that's that Iraq had a mass destruction, nuclear bombs of mass destruction. And you know what? I can't tell you one way or another if that was true or that wasn't true. But it was a crazy time. and. And what's really nuts about it is that a lot of people don't realize that moms and dads and brothers and sisters, they just perished right in that building, right in those two buildings and those two airplanes, those other two airplanes that went down. And 3,000 people died for a heinous crime. Because Iraq or or terrorist groups for the Middle East. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, it's hard to tell you what I really think. Because do I think that. Do I think that America military sometimes uh, invades other countries for their own purpose. Or do they invade. Or do they invade other countries to protect other people from that country that they're invading? Or are they protecting us, American citizens, in our own country and invading other people in other countries like like Iraq and Vietnam and whatever for for whatever reason? So it keeps the wars over there and not wars in, on our land i can't tell you i don't know but it's so and i tell i don't i really think i really think at the time that the oil prices or the oil battles between kuwait and iraq and saudi arabia was intense it was maybe the underline of what it is now like right now in the state of michigan we are not opening on certain pipelines because of, of our green environment uh, awareness and a lot of people in in Michigan are pissed off that those oil lines are not opening because those oil lines are going through the lake of through Lake Michigan and other lakes like Lake Superior, Lake Erie and all these other lakes Around the state of Michigan. And so a lot of people are pissed off that those lines are not running because the prices of gas is higher. But if you were to open up those lines up, the low, the gas prices may be a couple cents cheaper, or maybe at least 50 cents cheaper. So this oil thing, this oil battle is a real, real thing. It's a real thing and we sometimes as American as a way as a, as American, it's very difficult to to be Um, it's difficult I, I don't know why. okay, it's very difficult to feel sorry or not to feel sorry for people from other countries that we invade. And you don't know why that we're invading their country. We're not just invading one person. We're not just trying to take down a dictator or or one person like Saddam Hussein. We were basically trying to take down the whole country. We wanted that whole country to be self destruct and we pissed people off in Afghanistan with Obama I mean, Osama Osama bin Laden. We basically pissed him off. Or we pissed the, the organization that he, the organization that he was with. Al Qaeda or whatever other I don't it was just crazy. So here I am. I go home, I watch TV, and there's nothing else on TV. Everything on TV is about 9/11. It is live TV of America being bombed in our own territory, our own land, our own soil, and you can't get away from it. You can turn it off. But you know that people in the next apartment next to you or the people that live next to you in your house, your neighbors are talking about it. And excuse me as I drink my glass of water as I try to refresh my mind. Look, look, I'm going to tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. The the best way for the, all these twenty year olds to try to understand what happened at nine eleven or if you're fifteen or nineteen years old, if you don't understand what this really means, just think of it as I don't understand what the Vietnam War was about. I do know what's it's about. It's about Vietnam and trying to take down Vietnam and the communist movement, and we did it in the 50s with Korea, and that's why South Korea and North Korea exist now, and In Vietnam. We went in there like bad out of hell, and all you hear is in the 1960s music, and you have the hippie era, era where we don't believe in killing people or these flower people, they didn't want America over there to kill innocent Vietnamese people for communist reasons. But I will really say this. I would say this, though, is that when you think about the history of America, there's a lot of things that we never going to understand. And what I mean by that is, like, we really don't know the true meaning of what 9-11 was really about. Just like we don't really know the meaning of what the Vietnam War was about. I mean, the government is going to tell you it's about communism. But we really don't know why we were so butthurt about communism. Okay? Because communism is basically one group of government dictating a mass amount of people to do exactly what they want to do. For example, China is a communist country. And it's almost... Turning it into a socialism country, but it's really communism. And what it's about that is that the land of China is dictated by a group of people who can tell people when to wake up, when to fall asleep, when to build Apple phones, Apple TVs, Apple this, Apple that. Whatever they want to have the Chinese people to build, they force them to do it. But in reality socialism might not even be that much different look at Trudeau Trudeau from Canada is a complete whack job and he's now telling the Canadian people that there is no longer there no there will be no longer guns being sold to Canadians or you cannot trade guns you cannot purchase guns you cannot not purchase any ammo or nothing your guns will be taken away from you, and that would be crazy in America if our government said tomorrow morning we are taking your guns away. And it's because we want to protect the country, but it's not the case. It's just not the case, and I want people, I want people to to understand that. That living in the greatest country in the world, we have a lot of problems. We have a lot of homeless problems. We have a lot of people who are homeless. We have a lot of lazy people too. So a lot of people who are mentally ill are not lazy. They're just mentally ill. They, they went through life and life kicked them in, in, their, in their rear ends and they just struggled. So a lot of people in other countries hate us because because we have a lot of money, we believe in capitalism, we believe in work, we believe in actually having a purpose in life. And sometimes you do need to have a purpose in life to actually have a meaning in your own big picture in your own life. If you go if you have if you go with life without really having a real existence You're going to pass on someday when you're old and crusty. And you're like, damn, I'm 65 years old. I'm 75 years old. I worked so hard for my pension plan. I worked so hard for this lifestyle. And I'm retiring and I have nothing to show for. And it's true. A lot of people are like that. But I want people to understand that for a person like me who are disabled, I have to make a purpose in my life. This is why I created this podcast. And think of all those about well, all these soldiers out there and all these people from 9-11 who are going through medical conditions. Some people are, have, are going to have lifetime and maybe a generation or two of cancer in their family because those chemicals that build their the world trade centers think about that folks it's horrifying i'm getting my first i'm i'm checking for colon cancer as we speak i'm not i don't i'm not diagnosed with cancer but i'm going through the process of being in my middle ages and 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 doing the procedures to check my prostate and my colon and everything else with it, and and it's nuts. And we have soldiers out there on the streets of Grand Rapids or New York City or Philadelphia. Philadelphia's got a lot of drug problems. I mean, you got people on, uh, on horse tranquilizers, and they look like living zombies, you know? So a lot of people, you know, a lot of people just, I mean, Disagree with what happened in 9/11. Some people think that we deserves, we deserve to what happened in 9/11. I don't think anyone should deserve to die, for anything like that. I get it. You're a Republican. There's there some people are Democrats, but in reality, but in reality, look. The reality is this, is that as long as that you stay within your business. And I stay within my business and I take care of myself and you take care of yourself and your family. It really doesn't matter what I'm doing with my life. As long as I'm not creating trouble for my neighbors or for my local police department. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? I want people to really just get that through their heads a little bit. That the best way to govern yourself or respect the constitution is to govern yourself. I almost said it backwards. And 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 do I think that that the, these uh, firefighters and the police department in New York City are still suffering through 9/11? Yes. Because some of these guys are just retiring. Or some of these guys have dads or grandpas or, or uncles that never came home. So you can't think of your life that being that much difficult. Your life isn't difficult. Donald Trump, who might be the next candidate for a presidency, or Biden, who is the president right now, you guys can't get so mad about that because we live in the best country ever. You can go outside. You can carry your guns with you. You can go hunt and fish. You can teach your kids how to read. You can teach your kids how to think for themselves. And and I think that we almost lose that concept of, of what America or celebrating what America really is about Because because we go through Labor Day like we just had or Memorial Day in May or any holiday or even the President's Day. We don't really care about that. We don't really we know that George Washington is the our first president. Technically I think it might be Madison or Monroe that was actually the first president that was not officially sworn in, but he ran it at the time when, president, when General Washington was out and about fighting for our Constitution, so that's, that's a theory that's a kind of one of those things that you know it's a kind of little red rabbit hole to search if that's true or not. Maybe George Washington wasn't the first president. But that doesn't matter. The, what matters is that we have our constitution we have our, we have our freedom i wish i wish people could understand what it's like for me to be disabled and i wish that people could live my life for a week and understand that you can't do everything that you want to do because your body won't let you do that just think about all these soldiers all these people that who are who cleaned up uh ground zero in new york city where the where the World Trade Centers work. But what I will say this, folks, as I was taking a drink of water, so excuse me for interrupting for a second. I think the best way to help people or to understand people or feel people's pain is volunteering at places or working at places like I work at a rehab center and a lot of people come in with car accidents or heart attacks or strokes and they are trying to get themselves back on their on their feet. And it's a rough road. It really is. It's a rough road. And you don't recover 100%. So I really do think that if you think your life is tough, I think you should really work at a rehab center or a hospital for like three weeks in a row. And you just see the suffering, the pain, the anguish, the hope that someday I'm going to be able to walk again without this wheelchair. Or maybe someday I'll be able to walk my daughter down the aisle when she gets married or, or whatever reason. I really do think that people should understand I just, I want people to remember 9-11 for, for, for not really about Al-Qaeda or, I want people to remember 9-11 to celebrate our freedom and what our freedom means. So go out there and do your best. Go to work. Help your neighbor. Be kind to those who are mean to you. Because they're mean because they have no source of energy to be positive. But remember, nothing bad is always permanent. It never stays permanent. It's always an opportunity to change. An opportunity to improve. And... And... We should look at 9-11 as a way to understand that, yes, we made a mistake in our past about how we treated other countries, and we lost three over 3,000 people in counting at 9-11, 2001. But you know what? We can improve with ourselves. We can improve without the treatment of each other. We could be. We sh- most of all, we should be responsible for ourselves. The way that the Constitution was built, it's about ourselves. It's about the people. That's what I want people to do. So I like to thank you for listening to this little partially episode of the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. I like to thank Bus Brow. I like to thank uh, Apple Podcasts. I think I think like, I'd like uh, Spotify. I like to thank. Google Podcast I like to thank any podcast platform that bussprout uh has my stuff distributing through um but yeah, a lot of peace, a lot of love uh God bless all those firefighters and all those people out there that um that uh that really took took charge. Of making things a better place in downtown New York. I'd like to thank everybody that's listened to this. The Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Peace. I'm out of here.